How's Vince life doing recently? Anything fun? Anything fun? Not really. I mean, went to Rubicon, went to Hawaii, did a bunch of wheeling after that. We'll get into that in a minute. All right. Okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of FR Lock Podcast. If you noticed, there was not one last week because the guest that we planned to have on could not make it. And then, uh, so we lined up a different guest for this week, um, which obviously, if you're looking at the title of the podcast, you already know who it is. Um, It is Vince. Um, I've known Vince for a little while what three years going on yeah three three or four years something like that years um like we do with any other guest vince obviously you've basically listened to every single probably every single podcast we've done Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into how you got into wheeling yeah so i'm vince um i live in seattle washington 27 uh, originally from Hawaii, born and raised on the Big Island for 16 years. Um, I drive a Land Cruiser FJ80. It's on 40s, double locked front and rear, 12 inch travel shocks front and rear. Um, it's mainly kind of a bolt on truck. A um, little fabrication here and there, but not too much. Um, I just like to have a good time and hit the trails, really, you know? Oh, yeah. What uh, brought you to Washington originally? Um, originally, it was for college. You know, I moved when I was 16, and so that gave me two years for in-state tuition. So I started my junior year and senior year of high school here in Washington in order to get in-state tuition for college, so it was cheaper. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's why I moved up here. I have a bunch of family up here um, on my mom's side. So that's why we came here. Makes sense. Yeah. Easier to go to college here than in Hawaii? I mean, it's just kind of better education here on the mainland for sure. You know, you do have UH Manoa over there, but it's not, I don't know. There's kind of a stigma in Hawaii that the schools are not the best. Right. So and clearly Washington's a little better. Um, And I can attend. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll take your word for it yeah and i can attest you know the education system is way better up here so makes sense so what got you what was like your path to getting into wheeling what was your first like i mean did you do any wheeling when you were growing up in hawaii or i mean i have like one or two memories as a little cakey you know bouncing around in a truck but nothing like nothing crazy that i remember you know like all the time um, so I got into four wheel drive, basically, um, I moved to Washington, so I needed kind of a winter car. So I had a Honda Civic at the time, front wheel drive. Um, so originally I was going to a Subaru and I was on my way to get a Subaru. And then my buddy says, Oh no, fuck that. Go get a forerunner. And he sends me a link to a second gen forerunner. Um, it was like 500 bucks. It wasn't running. And uh, the Subaru I was going to look at also wasn't running. He's like, dude, just get the just get the Forerunner. We can do it. And I was like, all right, fuck it. So I was actually on my way to buy the Subaru. And, you know, I texted the guy, oh, I'll be there in 20, 30 minutes. And then I was that guy and just ghosted. You just straight dirtbagged him, huh? <laughs> I dirtbagged him for sure. Um, didn't ever text him at all, you know. 
But that same night, I hit up the lady on Craigslist for the second gen. And a few hours later, I was on my way with my buddy to go look at the second gen. Um, it was a white second gen. It had 33s on it already, 33 by 12 and a half. Um, stock height. And then it had a welded rear end. Okay. Um, and then I was told it just needed a timing belt and water pump. And standard. it's a three. Uh, so it's second gen. So standard 3.0. So what do we know? Head gaskets usually go out yep. on this. Yep. And so I did the timing belt, water pump. And then I go to start it. And it's just puffing white smoke. Just puff and smoke. I'm like, huh, that's a little weird. You know, I shouldn't be doing that. But maybe it's residual. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, you know, and, and about an hour went by, still just idling the driveway. And um, so I needed to do a head gasket on it, long story short. Um, I had that truck for about nine months. It was cool. I beat the shit out of it. You know, I went to Walker. Um, I think I went to LB in it too, actually. Uh, the problem with the truck though, was that I had three Oh, I didn't trust it. Even though I did the heads on it, you know, um, time about water pump again, radiator, all the necessary stuff, put a lift kit on it. Um, but the welded diff too, in the rear, Sketch. I wanted to, I wanted a selectable locker. Right. So I was, I got a third gen. So I, uh, Cameron Wilson actually sold me my third gen. Okay. Um, I think it was thirty four hundred bucks. This is four years ago. Had a e locker in it. Get them for a decent price. Yeah, yeah. It was all right. It was kind of a piece of shit, but it was all right because I knew exactly what I was going to do with it. Right. Um. So right away, because I was already wheeling with the second gen, so right away I knew what I wanted. I put thirty fives on it. Um, SBC up control arms, fifty one hundred lift kit. Um, coastal off road bumper in the front. Uh, Badlands, special winch, you know. Um, and then I really, really got into wheeling with that truck. Um, again, hitting all the trails and, you know, having the toy. I had a Toy Tech Boss shocks in the rear. Okay. And I thought that was the best shit in the world, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, this is cool. I got mad flex, you know, but really it's a donkey. Right. Um, and I've, Eventually, I, I started watching uh, four-wheel drive action on YouTube. Um, okay. I think it's called four-wheel drive fly or something else now. Is that the, Are they Australian? Yeah, they're Australian okay. guys. And um, I was watching Shano with Sudi, the 80 series. Like, God, I'd really love to have one of those someday. But, doesn't everyone? <laughs> but, you know, it was still like, even back in the day, three, four years ago, they were still 15, 10 grand, you know, kind of not really worth it for a trail rig, in my opinion. Right. Um, and so I was beating the shit out of my third gen for a long, long time. What was the third gen setup like? Was it so obviously you 35s, but were you locked in the front? Just rear no, locker? so it was just a, a OEM rear locker, E locker. I uh, had the 430 stock gears in it. Okay. Um, no front locker in it at all. I was really considering about putting a lunchbox in it for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, because I was getting kind of more serious into wheeling. Um, I had no skid plates at all. Not even no the shit. factory ones. Was yeah. it five speed or was it auto? No, it was auto. Okay. It was auto. Yeah, and it did a lot of the gnarly trails that uh we've done even to this day. You know, I didn't have sliders on it either. 
God, it was just a, a three-inch lift, upper control arms, 35s with a beat-to-shit firewall with a big hammer. Nice. Both firewalls on each side leaked. That makes um, sense. So that was fun. It was a good setup. It, it's a good starter setup for sure. Did um, you break a lot of shit with that, like CVs and tie rods, or was it pretty reliable? Honestly, no. It was pretty reliable. You know, I kind of – you know how I wheel. I'll kind of save right. when I wheel. I don't really send it too hard. Um I never broke a CV, never broke any tie rods, no bent, nothing. The only thing that happened on that truck was I ripped off my front bumper. Oh, winching? Yeah. Um, I was snow wheeling out um, Highway 2 up here in Washington. And just when I first put the coastal bumper together, my first like welding project that I ever did. And I only put one bolt on each side of the frame to the bumper. So the bumper was only secured by two bolts total. Smart. Best um, way to do it. There were there were through bolts, you know, through the the height of the frame. So it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't proper. Uh, but my buddy got stuck up ahead of me. He was plowing snow and I was trying to pull him back um with the bumper. And it survived probably ten or fifteen poles, like good tugs. <laughs> and then the last tug I just went back and just kept on going back because the bumper came ripping off and um, fucked up the frame of the truck in the front a little bit. Um, I ended up just welding the bumper to the truck. Makes sense. After it ripped off. I was like, eh, screw it. I mean, it's a do-it-yourself kit. I was like, eh, just weld it to the frame. So. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, how I got the 80 was, you know, again, I wanted I wanted a front locker but I really wanted it to be an e-locker. I didn't want it to be non-selectable because in the front, it's kind of sketch. Um, and I was watching a lot of, a lot of the Australian people down there and then ripping the 80 series. And then I think it was my auntie's boyfriend at the time um, sent me this Facebook marketplace link. Um, I remember the day, it was a Friday. Um, at the time I was working in the res- restaurant industry and Fridays were my double shifts. So I opened, opened the close from 1030 to about, 11, 11.30 at night. So I was working a split shift all day. So I didn't have time to do anything the whole day. Um, this ad was for the 80 I have now. Um, it was, you know, triple locked 80, um, $3,500. And this was three and a half years ago. And I was like, holy shit, I, sh- I need to get this. Um, and I had the money at the time. Uh, but I was at work all day. I couldn't. Right. I asked my asked my boss. Oh, so here's what happened. I text the guy immediately. It was posted for like an hour. I text the guy immediately. The first question I asked him, uh, how can I send you a deposit? You know, I looked at the photos. Um, it was it was a rebuilt title. It was missing like a fender flare, a mirror. Um, it already had a two inch OME lift kit on it. Uh, and then of course it was that famous triple locked. Right. And so I was like, shit. And it had the four or five because Land Cruisers have a first kind of generation, the second generation for the 80 series. Uh, yep. The earlier years have the four, 4.0 and 3 FE. And those are they're not bad motors. They're just not fast. Uh, so the desirable ones are the, the later models. And it was a later model. It was locked. It was lifted. It was cheap. And it was close. And so I was like, hey, man how can I send you a deposit? He's like, oh, I've had hella interest in this. He replied to me right away. It was really weird. And I was like, um, 
All right. Well, can I send you a deposit? Um, I'll, I'll send someone out to go pick it up. And he's like, yeah, sure. So I think I PayPal'd him 500 bucks right away, kind of sight unseen, right. not even, didn't even have his phone number, nothing. Um, and he was in Harbor, Harbor Island, Harbor Island, sorry, which is kind of right downtown Seattle at the Harbor where exactly what it sounds like all the container ships come in. Oh, okay. Um, that's where it was. And so I was working a double shift, of course. Um, so my grandfather, um, I, I texted my grandfather when I was at work. I was like, Hey grandpa, um, are you busy? He's like, no, cause he's retired. He's in his seventies. I was like, do you mind doing me a favor? He's like, no, what's up? I was like, okay, one, I need you to go pick up this truck for me in past downtown Seattle right now. Um, and I'm stuck at work right now, so I don't have the cash with me, but I have it at home. So I need to borrow some money right away. Right. And you need to go pick up this truck for me. <laughs> um, and, and he didn't to... just hang up the phone. <laughs> no. He was like, yeah, I got you. Uh, he ended up taking my uncle, his son with him, which is, he's a year older than me. Um, he kind of checked it out. Um, and I remember telling them, all I care about, the motor's not knocking. And then that the, the diff lights light up. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's all I said. Make sure the motor's good and make sure the lights come on for the diff. It goes in four low. That's, that's all we care about. And then uh, he texts me, oh, yeah, we're on our way down there to go pick it up. And he texts me, oh, everything seems good. And I was like, all right. You know, I was stuck at work and I didn't hear from them. And then he texts me about eight o'clock at night. He's like, okay, we made it home. Everything's cherry. Keys are in the seat. Come get it when you get home, you know, off work. And, uh, yeah. So, and the guy didn't, I guess he was just this normal dude. He bought it. It has a rebuilt title. Um, the rear quarter panel on the passenger side was completely blown out. Um, I've turned every nut and bolt in that truck. And, uh, you can clearly see if you pull the carpet up, you can see the seam where they welded in the new, uh, quarter panel in the rear end of the passenger side so i mean it's perfect for a wheeler you know um yeah so right away when i got that truck i was like okay this thing's locked front and rear i've already had 35s what's the next step right 37s and so and then i knew that i uh ran into uh when i had my third gen foreigner I ran into a local guy up here named Andrew Pounder and also Brian Isman at the time uh, who has Nick's Nick Caston's current 80 series is that old truck. Uh, So I was in my little third gen back in the day uh, on 35s rolling with these big dogs, uh, you know, 80 series all cut up um, gnarly trucks. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. And both those trucks at the time had uh, stealth custom F5s. And so when I got my truck, I was like, okay, I know I want the F5s. I know I want 37s. Um, and the cheapest 37s at the time were the Mile Stars. Uh, yeah. Right when they kind of were first really getting popular about three, three, four years ago. Because we got, we both went to 37 inch Mile Stars like at the same time, I think. Because it was June when we had met at the rally, and I had mine in yeah. like May, and then I don't yeah. know when you got yours, but yeah, because I. And I had got mine for the same reason because of the price. Yeah, I bought the truck in April. So it was very, about April, May. I balled out right away. You know, right. I, I got the, the wheels and tires on it right away. Um, and so 
the only regret that I have right away, I threw, threw off the flares of um, the truck. I don't know why I did that. I thought I needed to take off the flares to clear tires. Um, that's you what got happened. rid of them, didn't you? You just threw them away, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I just threw them away. Oh, my God, you know, Ben. <laughs> just threw away the, the OEM flares. They were all good except for one. One was missing, so I could have easily sourced that flare and got it painted. Um, but instead, my ass just ripped them all off. So I had the 37s on it for a while. Um, it did really well, I thought. Um, I felt kind of unstoppable for a while. Did you leave the OEM E suspension on it, or did you upgrade that right away too? Yeah, so I had the old man Emu suspension that came on the truck on it for probably about a year or so. Um, and then I kind of started wheeling it harder and noticing the limitations of it and what I wanted to, you know, I needed a little bit more lift is right. what I wanted. So after a while, I switched to the Dobbison's uh, four-inch flexi springs, okay. uh, front and rear. Um, with the four-inch springs from Dobbison's, you can run the six-inch lift shocks from Dobbison's front and rear. It's just ex essentially extended travel, right? Right. Um, so that's what I have in the front end for shocks. I got some Dobbison's six-inch um, shocks in the front right now. Uh, which essentially are like 11.9, so 12 inches. Makes sense. Um, and then the rear, um, I noticed always the front was kind of dookie flex from the radius arms. It's, you know, it's not the most forgiving setup. It works, but it's just not very flexy. Right. Uh, so I knew a lot of my flex would come from the rear end a lot. Um, so I remember taking the truck up to Torfab, up to Nick's, and we did a forklift test. I remember putting the four inch springs on and then dis disconnecting the lower shock mount on the truck and just kind of cycling suspension with the forklift and uh, measuring for shocks. And that's how I came up with the measurements for my Fox shocks that I have on now that are just absolutely horrible. Oh no. Um, Wait, so these are the same ones you ripped apart. Yeah. Yeah. So the valve, the stem on the top came out of it kind of unthreaded um and they're like oh you're using it on the wrong application i'm like no it's not you know it's not a limit strap shock you know it's it's fine right <laughs> there's you know um and so i had to fight them for a while and they eventually uh warranted it um and i haven't had any issues since they warranted it thank god um the reason why i think the shocks are horrible i don't think the shocks are horrible actually it's just my geometry and the suspension um I kind of set the truck up more for the rocks than I did anything else. Right. So it only has, depending how loaded up in the rear, about three to four inches of up travel in yeah. the rear. So of course I'm going any bump fast. It's going to bottom out real easy. Um, and I actually have dura bumps in the rear. Um, and I don't know how I feel about them. They're all right. Yeah. They're all right. Um, I know I do acknowledge that they're not made for the Land Cruiser specifically. Right. I believe I'm running FJ Cruiser Dura bumps. Um, I think mainly it's just because I'm so heavy and only running. I'm constantly bottoming out in the rear. Yeah. So I don't think that's really the Dura bumps problem. Um, I think it might just be user error. Are you bottoming out? Are you getting all the way through the bump? Or are yeah. you still stopping in the bump, or are you stopping yeah. in the shock? 
Uh, stepping on the bump, I still have about a half an inch to three quarters of an inch of shaft showing when I hit okay. bump all the way. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much the 80, man. Uh, well, so, yeah, I had 37s on it for a long time. And then I got the four-inch lift kit on it from Dobbinson's. Um, it is super flexy on the 37s. Um, I got some local sliders on it, Exofab, do-it-yourself sliders. Um, I had Badland bumpers, do a custom front bumper on it. Originally, um, it kind of looked like a kind of like buck teeth. You know, it stuck out really far. Yeah, that was had, that was like before. I mean, they do a lot better now, but like that was like just their style, and it just didn't ever look that good. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It's kind of impulse when I had it done, you know. Um, I was running that set for a long time. There was nothing wrong with it. It was heavy duty, just aesthetics. It just wasn't nice. Um, 90% of wheeling is looking cool. We know that. Yeah. So, and then after that, um, I, uh, Brandon at Colstoff Road um, came out with the 80 series bumper. Okay. Uh, they didn't have it available for a long time. And then it finally, he, he had it available. And I was like, you know what? Okay. So I, run, I ran the Coastal before on my third gen. Uh, and that's how I met Tuan. Originally, it was through kind of Coastal. Like, oh, third gen. Oh, Coastal. Let's be buddies. Right. Um, so that's how that started. Standard wheeling. Like, Standard like wheeling buddy stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh, same, same. We're buddies now. Um, so I got uh, Brandon to send me a uh, bumper from Coastal, just do it yourself kit. And I really, again, influenced from Pounder back in the day. Um, he had also just a center mount bumper like yeah. that in his 80 series. Um, I was like, you know what? That's what I want to do. That's what I really want. So I had him just send me the center section and I had that on the 37s for about a year uh, with the Coastal bumper. Um, and then I decided the whole pandemic started happening actually. Um, and I was on unemployment for a long time because I worked in the restaurant industry. Restaurant shut down. So, of course, I was on unemployment. Um, but I didn't have really any expenses at the time during that. So, I spent a lot of my money from the stimulus checks and unemployment on the truck. Uh, so, I was like, okay, let's go 40s. So, I always wanted 40s on the, the truck. That was the end goal always. Um, just because they're, they're badass. Why not? Um. So I bought some Nittos. I'm a big Nitto guy. I love Nitto. Um, <laughs> it's kind of an ongoing joke in our friend group, you know? Yeah. Is, it, is it the tires or is it the wheelbase? What is it? <laughs> if, if Vince makes it, it's the tires. If I make it, it's the wheelbase, right? Yeah, that's always okay. what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I didn't – the Milestars were fine. I didn't have any problem with them. They just didn't look good in my truck. Um, it kind of looked like a dinosaur on my truck with those <laughs> mile stars. And, I like it. But they look great on your truck. They <clears> really <throat> fit your truck well, which is, it's good, you know. So, And I think 37s on uh, a Land Cruiser. That's a small tire on a Land Cruiser. Yeah, you can pretty much fit 35s with minimal trimming on a stock height. Yeah. And that's kind of outrageous, but if you compare it to a Jeep, you know, it's not... Not too impressive, but for Toyota platform, that's pretty good considering, um, I mean, it is solid axle, but IFS trucks, you got to do a lot of, I mean, a decent amount of work right? to get 35s to fit properly. Um, so I got, I got the Nittos in, um, 
And then I decided to, what did I do next after the, no, I had, yeah. So I got the wheels powder coated just to match the bumper. Um, that was kind of cool for a while. Um, I wheeled the shit out of it on forties for about a year too. Uh, no oh. bead locks. Um, he beat it your brand new 40. Yeah, the first time out, uh, just me and Nick. Nick also has a Land Cruiser on 40s up here in Washington that's super built up. Um, me and him will be idiots and literally go out in the middle of the night on a weekday. If there's a storm coming, that's when we're literally going out in the mountains. It doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday night, Monday night, you know, Thursday night, Friday night. We'll go out to get that good snow because no one else will be out there. Um, and, you know, we'll push two or three feet of snow easily. You know, coming up on the hood and uh, the first trip out on the 40s, I did a double DB to my front passenger tire. I lost the beat on the outside and then the inside. Uh, this is before I care. I, when where, I bought was the, your, where was your spare at? So <laughs> here's the funny part of the whole story. I had the spare tire with me. <laughs> Keyword, tire. Uh, your not the not the wheel and tire, just the tire. Yep. Um, yep. This is before I when I bought the forties. I was smart and I bought five. Um, but I didn't have a swing out or any way to mount the the, the spare, and I didn't have a fifth wheel yet. Um, so I just kept I just bunked the tire with me just in case I got a puncture or something. I could swap it over for some yeah, odd reason. Something work, right? Just carrying a hundred around hundred four pounds in the back, just all the time for no fucking reason. I feel um, it. So it was me and Nick in the middle of the night and we tried so hard to get it back on. You know, we tried the brake cleaner. We had a ratchet strap around it, but they were brand new tires. Yeah. So they weren't broken in. The ratchet no strap sidewall was... flags. Yeah. They were super stiff still, you know, so yep. nothing was working. Um, and this was probably like two o'clock in the morning. It was dumping snow and I'm like sideways in the ditch. And so we decided the only way for us to, for us to fix this is for us to leave and come back with the with the 40 mounted on a wheel um oh and nick didn't have a spare either right no but he had a spare at the shop okay but that was you know 45 minutes down the trail and then another hour drive home in the middle of the night um so we ended up winching, double winching, you know, one winch, my winch to his truck, his winch to mine, pulling me out of the ditch. Um, I ended up blocking the road sideways, the trail sideways. Um, I ended up staying with the truck because I didn't want to leave it out there. I would never leave it out there either. I totally get that. So uh, Nick left me with his pistol overnight. I left the truck running all night, just idling with the heater on full blast because uh, it's it snow you know so it's kind of cold out there eh right um and i just kept the wind i just kept all the doors locked the whole night uh it was pretty scary not gonna lie being out in the middle of the boonies and just not knowing what's around the corner you know and you have to understand we're in the middle of fucking nowhere you know we barely have certain sometimes have service sometimes most of the time don't have service up there right and if any, like, obviously we know where that is, but like, and I wouldn't give your secrets out, but that area is like in the wintertime, if you're not like on a big tire or on a snowmobile, you're not going up there. No. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's 
it's kind of it can be gnarly when it's a good when it's a good time you know when the conditions are right it could be gnarly um so I ended up sleeping in the truck all night sideways. Um, Nick was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take your tire back with me back down to the shop. I'll get it inflated. I'll drop off my, my, cause he had a whole party bus going the whole night. Um, he dropped off his, you know, his riders um, and then came back and I was expecting him to be gone for, you know, four or five hours. You know, he left me around two o'clock in the morning. So I was like, okay, he'll be back by six or seven. Seven o'clock comes around, nothing. Eight o'clock comes around, nothing. And I think we went out on a Friday night. So Saturday morning comes along. Everybody and their mom and their grandma comes out on Saturdays. Right. In the snow. Everyone, everyone comes out on Saturdays. Um, And so it's about 930. And that's about the time you can expect to start seeing people on that trail, just based on its location and how far it is away from the other towns, you know, meeting up and convoying over there. It's about 930. You're hitting the trail. Um, And I, you know, I wake up, I took a shit, you know, took a piss. I had some, some kind of alcohol. I started drinking a little bit. Just you know, right right when I woke up, because like nine a.m. Saturday morning, you got to do something, right? Yeah, sleeping in the truck all night, you know, <sighs> debeated, just chilling. Um, and I see this convoy of trucks coming. I'm like, oh god, here we go. You know, it's not it's not Nick, not the guy I'm looking for. Right. Um, ended up being some of my good buddies that I know. Um, and they just kind of started just shooting the shit. You know, offered me some Jameson just first thing in the morning. Um, but I was walking the trail and all these guys are on 35s, 33s and can't, you can get around me, but you have to go in the ditch and you know, you ain't getting around on 33s and in the ditch. Right. It's just not going to happen. Uh, not so in Western Washington, midwinter snow. Yeah. So I was kind of blocking the trail. There's probably 12 rigs just waiting. Um, and then of course, as the time, as the day goes on, you know, Nick's still not there. Um, but more and more built rigs start coming up. Uh, there's this guy on Facebook on one of the pages up here in Washington. His name's Tony Jenkins. Jenkins. Uh, he has this Jeep Cherokee that he takes out and uh, he rolls up and he's like, oh, I have a, um, what's the CO2 thing? Power, power tank. tank. Yeah, he's like, I have a power tank. I bet you I can get this going. No problem. And I was like, all right, bet. You know, have at it, dude. And his truck's built enough, so he hops in the ditch, passes all the rigs, comes up right next to my truck, tries the power tank. No luck. He's like, all right, I tried. Have a good day. Yep. And I was kind of like, fuck, because it was unplowed. And it was good, good conditions. And yep. I was just so – I was like, oh, I'm just waiting to just get this tire on, and I can just start plowing this and right. have fun. And then he just stole all the glory. And then you get big dick by this guy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Yep, so that was my first out night. First night out with the 40s. Um, what time did Nick end up showing up? Oh, dude. So these other guys gave me a whole, like, 18 rack of cores. Right. So I just started I started walking down the trail just to meet Nick wherever he was. Yeah, Just to intercept because well, right? I was like, all right, well, this is kind of fucked. Uh, he didn't show up, I think, till like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. What took so long? Just Nick being Nick? I think just Nick being Nick, yeah. Yes. Makes sense. I've never gotten an official explanation, but it's just Nick being Nick. This um, that a hundred percent. He just went home. He's like, Vince is up there. I'm going to take a nap. And that's then probably exactly hundred percent. 
Yeah. Fun. We all uh, so, Yeah, so that was a set for a few years. Um, and then I started wheeling harder. Wasn't really debating too much, but I decided I needed beadlocks. Yes. Um, and especially you, you, I think you were the first one out of our main wheeling group up here in Washington that got beadlocks. Um, wasn't Nick on beadlocks? Oh, no, he was on F5s too, right? Yeah, we were both on F5s. Okay. Um, he ordered his beadlocks first. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a while. And then I was thinking to myself, okay, well, there's a company up here in Washington that does a wheel beadlock conversion for $300 a piece. I was like, okay, well, do I pay $300 a piece to have my F5s converted? Or do I spend five to 600 bucks on beadlocks? The answer is yes, you convert them because now they're F5 beadlocks as well. Correct. You know, this you know also... the resale value on an F5 beadlock? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is height of the pandemic too. So wheel choice options in stock were not or really... Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I ended up dropping my wheels off I think a couple of days after Nick ordered his beadlocks yep. and my wheels were done in like three weeks, yeah. two and a half, three weeks. Um, and let me tell you, they're fucking gangster. I, they mean, look I fucking nice. love them. I love them. Um, and that's the, the last real thing I did to the truck. You know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's been to pretty much every trail in Washington. We did Moab last year. Um, did pitch a Canyon, you know, unassisted. Gang, gang. Uh, we did Rubicon Trail last yep. month. Um, a few of us went down there. That was fun. I did Super Oregon, Browns Camp, Crusher. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, we a did little Rubicon. Gosh, yeah, yep. My truck really likes a little Rubicon. That's a fun one. Uh, did you see Kelsey? You fucking went up the big side. I was trying to send that to you actually, but I don't think uh, you can share her stuff anymore. On the oh, story. okay. Uh, but yeah, I saw that fucking big dick on that line. I was like, that's how you do it. Yep. And that's definitely not what I'm going to do. <laughs> that is such a gnarly line. This, yeah. this, this picture, this needs some explaining. And then oh. if I turn my phone upside down, it looks more correct. Looks completely fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so last year on December 4th, uh, it was just, again, me and Nick. And it, it was, was the same. So this hold is- on. What is your license plate on your truck? Um, the license plate on my truck says two, like the number two, and then sauced. Mm-hmm. So two sauced. Yep. Um, you know, it's like too much fun, you know, too much pasta sauce. Obviously, you, know. you would never drink or partake uh, when you're wheeling. No, no. That's never. Never. And neither it's would always, Nick, obviously. No, it's always orange juice and Gatorade. Yeah, um, gotta stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, the fruit punch Gatorade—that's the hitter. Yep. Um, so again, me and Nick were up at our our usual snow spot, same place I debated at. Um, it was just me and Nick just cruising along, just two Land Cruiser gay buddies, and um, we were having a good time. We were actually looking. We weren't even trying to wheel. Um, we were trying to find our buddies that were just camping out, hanging out. They they kind of make big old bonfires in the snow okay. and kind of make like uh, seats in the snow that you sit down. So it's recessed. So your, your shoulder is at the snow height. You nice. know? Um, and the fire's in the middle. It's really cool. We're looking for them. So we're going up all these chutes, you know. Um, there's a lot of chutes that go up off the main trail. And we're going up all of them. 
And the only shoot, we, we basically go through all shoots, start coming back um, down the trail. And the only shoot that we didn't check was the very first one, which is actually a pretty popular one. Uh, but we didn't see any tire tracks going up there. So we're like, oh, they're not up there. Um, so there's a little, going up this shoot, there's a little, kind of a little hill you can kind of jump and get some air off of. Um, I opted to go kind of around and just kind of take the smooth turn like I usually do um, and start heading up, heading up this chute to look for our friends. Um, and I was just banging gears, you know, just redlining first, you know, for low and just banging to second, you know, just bah, 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 bah. burn a little oil, keep, keep, you know, the crusties yeah. out of it. Yeah. Let her breathe. Let her eat. Yeah um drive a toyota like a toyota is meant to be driven yeah so i'm ripping up this hill you know this shoot and then nick is behind me um but he goes up the that little hill and goes into the opposite ditch and debeads a tire apparently but you know me over here just not really looking behind me i didn't notice he wasn't behind me i just kind of kept on going to go up the shoot because it's only about a mile so you know two or three minutes up two three minutes down no big deal if he's not right behind me um i'm going up the hill and then i uh i run into some people in an f-150 in tacoma coming down and i asked them hey is there anyone up there like no we were all the way at the end there's no one there's no one else up here um it looks like you were ripping though so you can turn around in front of us and just head on before us and i was like all right cool bet thank you last Words. I was like, uh, oh, that's that's really nice of you. Thanks, guys. You know, have a great day. And so I, you know, I probably said, you know, two or three sentences to these people. I get in the 80, I turn around, and then it's in four low, um, and just first gear low. And I'm, so this is, it's going downhill. And so I just mat it all the way, just first gear, red line, bump, 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 bump. And they're behind me watching me like, holy shit, we just met this guy. And he's just fucking hitting it lighting it up and then um I'm, I'm going 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 you know and then as soon as i go from first to you know bang it from first to second um i notice the the rear end on the driver's side starts to kick out um of the truck and i was like that's not good that'll get you um but of course you know it was it was probably two or three inches of powder so the underneath was kind of icy yeah um and then it just kind of kept on going. The rear end of the driver's side just kind of kept on sliding on out. Um, and I, I'd start turning the wheel to the driver's side, you know, to kind of correct it. Um, but I was just going a little bit too fast. Or no, not a little bit too fast. I was going too fast. And the whole, the whole truck spun around. And um, my front driver tire went into the ditch. Um, originally on my passenger side. So if you imagine going down the hill, passenger side is the ditch. Uh, driver's side is a, kind of a tree hill. Uh, going down, driver rear kicks out. Spins so much that my driver front gets in the ditch on the original passenger side. And that's what stops the truck. Immediately as that driver tire goes in the ditch, the truck stops and then just rolls over. Slow motion. You know, it's like basically a jolting stop. You know, and then just nice and smooth, just on its side, on the driver's side, and then boop, right onto its lid. And so I was you're like, just, you're hanging upside, hanging out upside down like a bat. 
Well, here's kind of the fucked up part. I didn't have my seatbelt on. Mm, bitch. <sighs> yeah, and I actually ended up in the passenger seat. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I remember uh, I had a Subway sandwich, like half a Subway sandwich, you know, just yep. a classic wheeling, easy food. And I ate half of it on the way up to the trail. And I remember like laying, my, my back was like laying on the passenger side with like the subway being squished. <laughs> and I was like, ew, gross. <laughs> um, I was like, shit, that just fucking happened, you know? And it was uh, all slow, sl- slow motion. Um, I was like, that just really happened. But I'm okay. I literally had just a little cut in my pinky, just a little like half inch cut. Um I crawled out the driver's side window and I wasn't even drinking, believe it or not, that day. I was stone cold sober up until that moment. And then I literally got out of the truck and I had some beer in the truck and I found some and I cracked one open right away. Yep. I was like, fuck this. You know, I gotta I gotta enjoy myself now. Um and then those guys behind me were like, Holy shit, are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. And uh, they were not wheelers at all. They were just people out in the snow having fun, having a good day, you know. Um, and this, there's this one guy in the truck that was so gun ho on rolling my truck over for me. And um, I was like, no, no. And he's like, oh, we got some ratchet straps. I was like, no, that's not going to work, dude. And then he just kind of does his own thing. He starts, like, cutting down some trees to get an anchor. And, um, I was like, I walk up to him like, bro, you're not doing shit to my truck. I know you're just trying to be nice, but you're not doing anything to my truck. Uh, my buddy's just down the road. Hopefully, um, uh, I'm just going to wait for him. And so I have Nick's number. Um, I start calling him cause I have service. Thank God. Like, wow, I can't believe I have service. Sometimes we have service. Um, so I call him a couple of times, no answer. And then, uh, Danica was with him, his girlfriend and I called her. And then she answers and then she's like, Hey, where are you? And I'm like, where are you? Yeah. And then, and then, and then she's like, we debated, you know, kind of like you ditched us and we debated you asshole. <laughs> and I was like, well, I rolled. And then she's like, what? Seriously? I'm like, yeah, my truck, I rolled it. And then she's like, okay, we'll be there right away. Um, and then, so apparently Nick, he fixes his debed. And then Jet's on up there, and he's like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? And I was like, oh, you know, just having too much fun. You know, it's going too fast. Um, and then we we got her over onto all fours. Um, thankfully, the rollover wasn't too bad, really. Um, the driver door took a lot of damage. Uh, the rear driver quarter panel took a lot of damage. Uh, the roof was caved in quite a bit. It broke the sunroof. Um the fender, the driver fender was pretty messed up too. Did you but lose look, any side windows? I didn't lose any glass besides the sunroof. No shit. Yeah, it didn't even crack my windshield or anything at the time. Oh, nice, dude. Uh, my windshield is cracked now, but not because of the rollover. Right. Um, but yeah, so I immediately, uh, we roll over and then we, uh, we didn't have any tools with us at all. No spark plug socket, no, oh, no. no ATF. But we had one bar of service, and uh, we called my buddy Andrew, um, and he brought everything we needed. He brought the spark plug socket. He brought the ATF, coolant, um, 
And then we we got a run in. We pulled the plugs, spit out a bunch of oil. Standard. Uh, was super low on super low on ETF. We had to top it off like two or three times. Um, it was sketchy going down the first couple of minutes. It wasn't fully topped off, uh, so the, the automatic transmission kept on slipping into like neutral. Yep. And it was like, oh shit! And it's kind of icy conditions because now it's like nighttime, ten, and eleven o'clock, have, and people have driven on it a bunch all day. So now it's just a slip and slide, and that's just a shit show. Um. But the tranny was super low. Uh, I drove it home. Actually, drove it home. The The driver window was busted. It wasn't busted. I'm sorry. It wasn't busted. It was stuck down in a down position. Oh, okay. Because the door was so bent, the crash bar came in, and it was resting against the glass, but actually didn't break the glass. That's impressive. So in the wintertime, I'm just driving home. It was, I think it was probably raining, and just like, and the sunroof was broken too. Yeah, that's what it was. So I was driving home. Sunroof was wide open. The driver door window was down. Just driving home, this mangled body. Uh, got it home. And then it was like within a week or two, a week and a half, I had a new door on it. Um, I got a new sunroof. I got a porter power and uh, got the roof all squared away. Pushed out the quarter panel quite a bit. Uh, pushed out the front fender a lot. Uh, brand new. It wasn't a brand new door, just used door. Um, and I was out wheeling like two weeks later in the snow again. Yep. Just like nothing happened. <clears throat> it's weird. You didn't roll your truck and go on like a two year rebuild on it. Yeah, no, you know, it, it was a quick process and that was the point, mm-hmm. you know, I know that it was a wheeling rig, so it doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. Makes sense. What, yeah. uh, if let's do this, what is the next thing? Like that you really want to do to the on eighty, yeah. Um, man. So I'm at that point where we've had this conversation, me and you, many times. Where going to the next level in the eighty requires so much fabrication and time. Uh, Going to that next level where it's it's kind of like fuck. How how much is it worth it? You know, I already have twelve inch travel in the front and rear on the, the shocks, right? Um, and forties. I don't for a lot of stuff that we do for full body rigs. We don't really need much more than that. Uh, but the next step, um, I'm pretty I'm pretty sold on three link in the rear end um, before I touch the front end at all with the stock radius arms. Um, I have nasty roll steer in the rear like yeah real nasty um it's probably honestly like the rear of your truck is probably 10 11 degrees of rolls here and then on top of that like i've seen the rear arm set up on those like your anti-squat is probably so low uh like i think you could gain so much out of raising the because like obviously you're never playing <coughs> across the desert and that thing so a little bit no higher anti squat and then getting rid of all of that roll steer in the back and tucking those link mounts up next to the frame and just, yeah, you know, so it's between like the, all the roll steer I have. Um, and then also, um, I need to change my, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. <coughs> Allergies. Allergies. Um, we were talking about this before. I only have three to four inches of up travel depending on my load at the moment. Um, right. 
And I have friends like Trevor, um, like Tuan, um, like Alexis, um, that like to rip around in their allegedly. IFS Toyotas, allegedly. <laughs> and uh, Kyle, old... Kyle's the worst. Oh, Kyle and Nick, actually. Yeah, Nick's really bad, too. But... Kyle and Nick, those two guys drive like animals on so fast, I can't even keep up. Um, especially Trevor too. Like I can't even keep up. My rig can't go that fast on like forest service trails, like 30 miles an hour. And I'm, I'm chilling. That's, that's as good as she can go comfortably. Um, so I want to increase the up travel. I've been really eyeing some 14 Kings, um, in the rears for a long time. Um, I really, I have no experience with any, uh, reservoir shocks personally. Um, I've always had smooth bodies um so i really want to upgrade to some 14 inch resis in the back um i really eyeing ads or king okay. that's the two brands that i am in between um so i want to correct the the roll steer the geometry i want to get more up travel out of the rig um i think my down travel is already pretty good it goes about level to the slider uh with a 40 that's pretty good um so i'm my my thought process is going from a 12 inch to a 14 inch shock gaining about two inches of up travel um going from a 2.0 smooth body to a 2.5 you know uh resi name brand shock um with correct geometry it should ride so much better in the rear yeah go um, from three to four inches up travel to you know five to six inches and then also if you do a hydro bump too that you know a two inch hydro bump the last two inches of that travel is going to feel a whole lot better. Yeah. And it's like on the trail now, like I'll be going or even on the highway, you know, I don't have any sway bars in my rig either. Um, so the front end is pretty stiff for the radius arms, but the rear end's a little loosey goosey. Um, but I can literally feel the truck in a turn up here in Washington. We have a lot of winding passes. I can feel the truck hit bump in the rear end and just ride it. And then I'll be turning the other direction. I can feel it hit the truck, bump. hit bump on the opposite side, and hit bump, and just ride it. And um, just after riding in a couple of trucks, I also work on Toyotas and Lexuses as a living. Um, just being in a lot of different trucks makes me realize that my suspension in the rear is just garbage. Um, and the front's okay, but I really need to redo the rear end. That's the next biggest thing. So. I going to four teams and three front, it. It's interesting to watch because obviously we've, I mean, I think, I don't know, I probably wheeled with, I think every time you, the two of us have been wheeling in the last, you know, four years, 90% of the time it's been together. But, yeah. and seeing how the two rigs that are completely polar opposites compared to each other, it's interesting to see, obviously, the radius arm in the front, you have the advantage of when the one tire is traveling, it's forcing the other tire down like a typical solid axle setup is. Right. But it is crazy to see how limiting the radius arms are in the front versus like Nick's truck being three linked in the front. Yeah, I would, I would almost compare, you know, the radius arms on the 12 inch shock in the front comparable to you know extended mid-travel on ifs you know yep. I'd, i would i'd bet that like our numbers are pretty similar probably you know, in the in the front end they're pretty within a couple inches probably you right know? um 
you know, I'm talking like a long travel IFS rig, though. Yeah. Uh, not a, a well travel. set up, not one on like 700 pound springs. Like, yeah, properly yeah. set up, you know, yep. properly built. That's a big thing these days being properly built. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to compare the trucks. Um, but the front end of the truck's fine. So I really just want to fix the rear end um, and get that going. That'd be sweet. I think I know. I know we've talked about this a whole bunch, but not a lot of obviously people that are listening to this don't listen to us talk all the time. But uh, I think the rear addressing the rear of the truck is very important versus addressing the front of the truck. Yeah, it's it's weird to see a lot of the work. I feel like is done by the rear end of the truck. Um, I mean, most trucks that you see set up, whether race truck or recreational vehicles such as ours, have usually more flex in the rear yeah 100%. usually you know and same thing as wheeling you know i would recommend someone get a rear locker first right before front locker you know if you can ball out and get both at the same time by all means do it but if you can only get one definitely do a rear locker first yeah for sure so if you know it's easier to push than it is to pull right is that is that what it is yeah pushing instead of pulling yeah yeah so i feel like the rear getting the rear solid first is much more crucial right. And like we know, like especially Washington State trails, like when you're drooped out in the rear and you got ten degrees of roll steer, it it can push you off your line so bad. Like it can yeah. get kind of annoying. Sometimes it works great, but it, it not all the time. No, you know, it's a it's a love hate relationship. Sometimes it benefits me, sometimes it doesn't. Right. So if that thing could just point straight, that rear tire, that would be money. Yeah. Hundred percent. What if you could like, you know, no budget and ten years down the road, what does it look like? No budget down the line. Um it probably have like sixteens in the rear. Um it's really hard to fit forty twos on it. You know, forties yeah. is already kinda hard, like actually. You have to do a lot of cutting, like a lot of cutting. Um, so forties is pretty much the max tire size. So it'd be sixteens in the rear, forties, probably fourteens in the front. Um, I have been very lucky that my axles are kind of built, you know, I have chromoly axles and 529 gears, but, um, the eight inch in the front would probably have to go. Right. So I probably do tons. Yeah. Um, I would really like to keep the one FZ FE, the 4.5 liter in it. Uh, I always, everyone knows me. I call it the, the Supra's big brother motor. Oh I yeah, call it always. Um, I they love like to boost do, too. I would really ideally like to do a big single. Yep. You know, maybe not even a big single, but just you know, ten to fifteen pounds uh, built bottom man with rods, pistons. You know, um, sick ass man. You know, manifolds. Um, right. I would almost want to do a hood exit on it just because I do a lot of snow wheeling, right? Yeah. At night. And so yep. just at night, just if anyone knows me in snow wheeling, I do red line a lot. Right. So just think about, you know, bah, 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 and just seeing it come out. It's Shooting just, oh. Uh, out the top. Not yeah. The I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that um, like, and obviously with a turbo on it, it's not going to be insanely loud. And then uh, with like, all of the rock crawling stuff you're usually in such a low rpm anyway and then like when you're on the freeway or when you're uh 
or when you're on the road, I guess, or snow wheeling is really when you want the top end power. So that's where like being turbo would be sick. Yeah. Um, so turbo also need a transfer case in it. Um, eventually like a black box. Um, and then really, really down the road, I really want to do a, <laughs> you're laughing at me for this, but yeah, a body swap. Oh, yep. I like um, that. Cause I've, I kind of tubbed the rear end of my truck already. Right. Um, to kind of get a little bit more up travel out of the forties. Yeah. Cause it kind of comes into the cab a little bit in the rear end. Um, so I've already tubbed the rear, but when I rolled the truck, it kind of ripped some of my welding, my, my tub work in the back, it kind of ripped it apart on that quarter panel. Oh, okay. Um, and you know, this was three, four years ago when I was really starting out. And so I yeah. didn't do things the best the first time around. So I really want to redo things. And then, you know, since I rolled the truck, um, right now, if you look at the truck, you could barely even tell that it was rolled. Oh, 100%. You know, it's got some dings in it. You know, she's not a princess at all. But if you didn't know that I banged it out, you could, you wouldn't even tell that it was rolled. Right. Um, but it's got a bunch of dings on it. And it's just like to be perfect. Ideally, I'd like to do a, a body swap on it. But um, good luck at oops. that point finding an 80 series body that's clean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been trying to find front, a pair of front fenders. If anyone knows of a pair of FJ80 front fenders, any color, just no dings, no dents, let me know. I've been trying to find some for three or four months now. I can't find any. No shit. Um, you know, I'm on the Facebook pages. I look at carpart.com every once in a while. Because yep. um, I banged up my fenders at, um, what's the gnarly park? Reader. Yeah. I blew one of my fenders up at Reader. Um, and that's like the main, you look at my truck, that's like the main damage right now is the fender. It's like, yep. oh, you rolled it? Like, no, that's after the rollover, just partying at Re- just Reader. An idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Well, that's yeah. fun. What? Uh, so you obviously went to Rubicon this year already, and then yep. do you have anything else planned this year besides Browns? No, I mean that's what's kind of getting me. I'll be honest with you. That's kind of what's getting me through the days these days is looking forward to that Browns camp. Yeah. You know, this will be uh, Wyoming, right? Uh, number three years in a row. Oh um, yeah. I mean, I'm really looking forward to, that and forward to that, and it's kind of what's getting me through the days recently. So, um, besides that, I, I'm going to go to Hawaii again, actually. I'm from Hawaii, um, and I'm going back on the 21st okay. of August. Um, I'm going for 10 days. I really want to hit Sasquatch. Yes. Um, Alexis does, too. We really need to Yeah, he was talking the last week of July of uh, August. I apologize, and I was like, "Well, dude, shoot, I'm sorry, I'm going to Hawaii." Yeah, Uh, but I really want to try and do Sasquatch just one time uh, before Browns camp. Um, I have a few things I need to do on the 80 before Browns. I got to rebuild my power steering pump. Um, I need to get a new tie rod. Um, I've made Sasquatch now, so I don't know if I have interest in doing it again. But now you're two up on me. You've made it. Well, Three see, times. I want to try it. the right side with it all cut out, you know. Oh, you, the the right side even cut out, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's always a fun one to do, and I want to see Alexis do it. Yeah, Because um, that motherfucker, he made Super Bowl. Yeah. He made Super Bowl in 35's to an Octacoma. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, it's all uh, 
wheelbase. And there's some there's some influencers out there, you know, with some adult Tacomas that can't make it up. And thirty you know? thirty eight. Yeah. That say it's a buggy only line. And with the more gnarlier built truck. Right. You know. Um, it's so it's a fun RCLT, one. I want to see. It's linked in the back. You know? Yeah, we all we, we all don't know the one we're talking about. Um, but I want to see Alexis do it. I think he can do it. Um, he might have to stack a few rocks, I'll be honest. But I think he can do it. I think. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. The The big part that fucks you up on that is all of the holes like they the holes are bigger than i think we think they are and then uh they um that one spot that i always get fucked off in is i drop into the holes with the rear and i gotta climb the front and rear at the same time and you your front tires come out of the holes and then your rears drop into the holes so you can pull yourself out and that is what screws me every single time i've been on that uh so do you think they're gonna turtle i don't think no i don't think they're gonna turtle i think the longer the wheelbase there the better but my concern is once the front starts dropping further into those holes then they're gonna drop the rear into the hole and if they're gonna start dealing with the issue uh there it'll be really interesting to see word no that makes sense and it's it's weird so going to rubicon um i went with nick alexis and kevin kevin and alexis have very similar trucks 35s um twin locked um kevin's on stock gearing whereas alexis has 529s um but alexis has long travel on his truck in the front and it's crazy just the long travel difference between the trucks what lines Oh yeah, um, Alexis will be able to do, and just have the, just the, uh, not even approach angle, but just um, being able to nudge his truck on different lines, just slightly different line than Kevin's truck. Right. Um, and it was just, it was kind of mind-boggling. Like, okay, I think he's on a plus two kit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, wow, just two inches on each side, and that's, you know, it makes something look. Like Alexis would make it pretty easy, and then Kevin would come along and either make it and almost kind of struggle, or like not make it. You know, like right. Kevin couldn't do super, right. um, but Alexis was able to. And like, main difference is you know mud terrains and all terrains, and then long travel versus stock travel. You know, right. when we um, go to Browns this year, Kevin will be on thirty sevens. I'm so happy for him. Me too, dude. So, so gangster. Yep. Kevin just gonna big dick us all. I think, too, with Kevin Struck, a lot, like, obviously, like, I keep telling him he needs to up his ride height, which he wants to do, and I think he is, like, planning on. Obviously, yeah. with being 63s in the rear, it's a little bit more dip. It's we We either just crank the coilovers up or add a little bit to the rear. Like, it's not a yeah. hard thing to do just swap a coil spring out but it's like alexis's truck does seem to sit higher than kevin's which i've never seen them side by side where i've paid attention uh and then obviously long travel and those i think the big thing is on alexis's truck is those 550 pound front those 18 inch 550 pound front springs like those front yeah. the front end just turns like if you're running 700 pound springs on a long travel setup like sell it 
Like, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Right, those 550s on there, 18-inch 550s on that kit, like, it just turned that front. I don't want to say mushy, because that makes it sound like it doesn't work that good. But, like, he, from what he told me, he's like, it still feels like it corners just fine and drives just fine. And then it, like, the front flex is so nice. Like, he can almost get the bump stop just flexing the front out, which on an IFS truck doesn't happen very easily. Uh, it's kind of hard to do. Yeah. So, and to, those second-gen Tacomas just wheel so good anyway. They do. Even the third-gens are really not that yeah. bad. You know, Kevin's showed us time after time that it, it doesn't matter, you know? Right. It, God, he's an it, asshole. I hate him so much. He is. He's the <laughs> nicest guy ever. The nicest asshole you ever He's the nicest life. guy ever. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, Vince, I am excited for Brown's camp. We're a little bit over an hour here, so that is plenty. Um, Word. At Brown's camp, and Brown's camp is not an open invite for everyone listening. That's why we haven't said the weekend we're going. And if you didn't get an invite, uh, there was a reason for that. And I don't don't feel bad saying that. Um, It's our uh, bros trip every year that we go on, and it's like, that we've been doing for the last three years and it's like you know built rigs only or you're kevin and you are the built rig uh yeah <laughs> right i am groot <laughs> right i am groot god that is kevin isn't it that is kevin <laughs> yeah uh so that it'll be a fun trip we're gonna it's you know gonna be a party of a bunch of uh cool stuff super so. exciting Yep. All right, Vince. Well, I will let you go. And it was good talking to you, buddy. Good talking to you, man. Until next time. All right. Bye. Bye.